Welcome to It's a Shame. It's our podcast about shame. But not and, this you know, week. Yeah, not this week. Usually it's about like shame and how we want to destroy shame. We think shame is really shitty. No one should be <laughs> bound by it. And it gets mm-hmm. in the way of a lot of good stuff. So, And we should talk it out so it goes away. Yeah, because the only way to truly get rid of shame is by sharing. So that's what this yeah. podcast is. Exactly. All but yes. sharing. <laughs> so uh, we'll still be doing some sharing today, but we are taking things a little bit uh, easier. Yep. Um, yeah, kind of taking some some mental health breaks. Yeah, absolutely. Say. Yeah, yeah, so. Pretty crazy. So. We've decided that this episode is just going to be a solid hang with you girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> so there's essentially no topic. So uh, you thought we meandered before. Get Welcome ready. to the meandering <laughs> episode. The <Yeah>. meandersode. <laughs> the uh, meandersode. Uh, I'm Danielle Nelson. I'm Lily Rogers. And uh, we're coming to you from sunny San Diego, California. Although not so much today, or at least right now. No, it's nice. It's nice. Um, and uh, yeah, if it's your first time tuning in, hi, welcome. I'm glad you found us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we are currently recording in the middle of the COVID-19 coronavirus situation. Um, we're sheltering in place yeah. or self-isolating or, you know, whatever you're calling it these days. Going stir um, crazy, losing going a little shit, stir crazy. whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. All of the above. So uh, that's what we're doing. So this is our second time recording, recording remotely. So from our respective houses. Um, so, you know, bear with some audio mishaps. Yeah. Should they occur? Um, Lily, do you, I'm going to post a photo or you will post a photo. We will post a photo. Do you want to describe where you are in your house to set, set a scene for the listener? Uh, yeah. So I'm sitting at my dining room table. I'm actually sitting at the spot that I haven't moved from for most of the day, because this is also where Thanks. I'm currently working <laughs> from home. <laughs> this is like my home <laughs> office. Uh, I have a setup with, um, my laptop and a monitor that I forgot that I had, which is awesome. So I have like a big monitor, which has been helping me a lot from going crazy in this one tiny screen. Anyhow. Yeah. So I'm in my dining room. Um, I also have, um, this setup where my cats are on a cat bed on the dining room table, because I've realized from working from home that that's where they're happiest near me, but I'm happiest when they're not on me. So, well, at least one of them is cuddling. Oh, the other one is behind my shoulder on the ledge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's Fiona um, for Danielle. You listeners. It kind of looks like she's sitting on my shoulder if I do this. (laughs) She's in side profile. She looks really cute. Um, (laughs) Well, I am in our back bedroom. We have, um, we our house has two bedrooms but we have a jack and jill bath so if you don't know what that is 
Um, it's basically where the bathroom is sandwiched between two rooms and then each room has a door to the bathroom. So we have our bedroom and then we have a second room that has never really been much of anything. Um, it was going to be a guest bedroom. It's where we put folks who sleep over on the air mattress. Um, I wanted it to be like a really cool, like music room with like throw pillows on the floor, but I have disobedient asshole dogs who have pissed on every rug I've put in here because it's the room with the least amount of traffic. Um, so anyway, yeah, I've got a, an office set up back here. So I'm sitting at my desk and I purposefully don't have anything on the wall behind me. I actually had, um, kind of a sixties, uh, thing of a science picture of like a Siamese cat by this artist hug. I'll also put that on the Instagram. Um, but I took it down because this is where I've been seeing clients virtually and you never know what might trigger someone like a Siamese cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see that cat, you know, it's an odd thing to have in a therapy session. It's a really cool painting, but it's not, um, it's not like a comforting picture of a cat. No. And his eyes are like blood red. Yeah. 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 And like, like he's not going to come cuddle with you, for instance. No. And like we, the piece is kind of funny for us because we have neighbors who are uh, Siamese cat hoarders. And so when we were on a trip, you guys were actually with us. We were all shopping and um, I saw was this. Palm Springs? Yeah. And I saw yeah, yeah, it yeah. resist it. And I was like, we have to get it because it will always remind us of that house and the Siamese cats. So anyway, that's <laughs> That is not only where I'm working, but also the origin story of the hug Siamese cat piece, because I know you were all <laughs> dying to know. <laughs> we were, we were. Yeah, um, I, I'm counting the days uh, of self-isolation, and I think that this is day, uh, what day of the week is it? Wednesday. Did you notice how I said that with such excitement that I knew something? <laughs> Like, I was oh, like, Wednesday. it's Wednesday. What is Wednesday? <laughs> no, um, it's starting to feel like that. Like all of time is just running together. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not like my days are going by really fast, which is super weird. But then like my nights are going by kind of slow. And that's probably because I've been staying up way later because I can get up later because I'm just working from home. You know, I still get ready and stuff in the morning, but not nearly to the extent of if I was actually going into the office, you know, right. so like I'll like halfway brush my hair or I'll brush the front of my hair, <laughs> you know, and like leave the back with the, the dreadlocks that it's forming. But, uh, yeah, so it's like, rock of you. I know. So punk rock, if you've ever seen me, you know how punk rock I am. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Um, but yeah, I, uh, what was I even saying? Yeah. Just time is running together. Like the days and nights and leisure time and worked hours. They're all just sort of like flowing in this weird timeless way that's starting yeah. to, I don't know, like really affects my brain. Yeah. I, and it's funny because like, I, I don't know how long I've been self quarantined. I just know that I'm, I'm, I've not had a drink and today, 28 days. Which is crazy. I'm telling you, the only way I was able to do this is COVID-19. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> thanks, COVID. I, thanks, COVID. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that I have this counter app. And I guess when you hit landmarks, it, like, lets you know. And today it sent me a little text. And it was like, you've been sobered from alcohol 28 days. And I'm like, what? 
like crazy. So um, that's the only kind of time that I'm counting. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. I just, yeah. every, and it's literally day by day. Like I wake up and I look at, well, that's not true. The night before I look at my schedule for the next day and I'm like, what time is my first client? What, you know, like, and just kind of mentally prepare for the day. Yeah. I've been kind of trying to do that too, or, you know, what, tasks am I going to accomplish that day? Uh, I've had laundry on my list for three days, so I'm succeeding, um, you know, wildly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting well, those tasks done. Hey, you've got time. You've, you've totally yeah. got time. We had to cancel a trip, um, that we were going to take in April and there are still things on my to-do list that we finally just did. Like we canceled the airline, but then we also had to like cancel the Airbnb and there were just like other things that needed to be done that I was just, and I think it was like a mental block that I was like putting it off. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't want to acknowledge the reality that like, we're not traveling and like, this is probably vacation. And we had this like fantasy that I had this idea. I was like, Ooh, you know what? We're not going there. I was like, but maybe we could like get a house in Palm Springs. We'll get a place with a pool. I was like, we'll just go. We'll self quarantine there. Everything is booked. I feel like everyone had the same idea. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't know because I know, I don't know if we're really supposed to be doing things like that, but it's funny because my mom was going to come and she had booked a trip to Palm Springs. And I was like, Oh, that would kind of be perfect. Like we could just go there and chill out and, you know, stay inside and not touch anyone. But you know, then we kind of got the order to stay shelter in place, whatever, stay inside. Um, and, but it was crazy because I was walking around the neighborhood this weekend, finally getting out and going on walks. Um, and I saw so many for rent signs, so many, like way more than usual. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, I figured, or someone brought it up that it's possibly like people were Airbnb those, but now because of like the hit that the travel industry is taking, maybe they're just trying to like rent them permanently. Oh, that's so smart. That's true. And I was like, oh yeah. But then also like who's moving right now? We, okay. So the, the little condos that are um, next to us, like every other day there are like moving trucks, people coming in, people coming out. And that's been like since before the, um, I almost said the storm. I don't know what the fuck to call this since (laughs) before the plague. Um, but it's been, we've been seeing a lot of people moving and we were just saying like, God, can you imagine having to move, you know, right now? No. Yeah. So if you're moving right now, like our hearts go out to you and make sure that you are taking really good care of yourself. And if you have the wherewithal to have somebody help you, if you have the money to pay for it, do it. It's so worth it, especially in this time. It's just, it's so crazy. I can't even imagine moving. So take care of yourself. No. If that's something you're having to do right now. Well, I mean, I think like any sort of major life events that are going on right now, I keep thinking about it and I'm like, how strange, like that must be like people who are having babies right now or, um, you know, weddings, like, yeah, I mean, to cancel their weddings or like, what do you do? Yeah. It's, it's like a really, it's, it's a sad time. It's a dark time, which is why we are going to bring light to you today. <laughs> that- All right. We're supposed to be 
lighthearted right it's now. It's so hard. I feel it's it's like hard for us because I feel like we. Well, first of all, I haven't seen you. I yeah. haven't physically laid eyes on you since you guys. You walked over, which was very nice. We did oh, some yeah, social we... distancing in in the yard, which was lovely. Yeah, Steph and I were walking around on Sunday. Was that Sunday? That was Sunday. Uh, yeah, and we were like so close to your house. I was like, we should just stop by. So then, yeah, like <laughs> Jamie and Danielle just came out of their house and like hung out like at, on their stoop. And Steph and I were like all, basically on the sidewalk and we just kind of like chilled for a minute. It was, it was nice. It was really nice. Um, I almost didn't make it to 28 days because of that day. It was just so <laughs> good to see you guys. And I was like, you know what? Let's get some champagne. Let's go in the backyard. There's plenty of space back there. Like, oh, I just I know. was like. <laughs> and Steph was like, oh, maybe like I could borrow their car. Cause she had, she's making like everybody else and their mother, uh, she's making sourdough bread or she was. So sh her starter was uh, getting too warm in the proofer that she made out of our uh, heat. Get this. She made a proof uh, shelf for her starter because like it's been too chilly here and we don't have heat in our house and it's supposed to be at 72 degrees so she made it out of like a cooler like a standard cooler and a heating pad so she put the heating pad in the cooler and was like leaving her dough in there yeah. it was hilarious how she was like macgyvering this the whole situation but she had to like get home and like i don't know what else what else you have to do to start her like add yeast to it oh and thank you for the yeast by the way welcome anytime. all of the stores are out but danielle happened to have some so that was an excellent perk because of I'm going to visit the only person in america who's not making bread right now yeah exactly yes <laughs> but um yeah, and so she was going to go home and take care of that. And she was like, oh, like, I'll come back and I'll bring wine. And I was just like, that was so tempting for me, too. I wanted to so bad. I was like, I just want to hang out with them for hours and hours and hours. And I was like, oh, we can't do that. Don't, like, don't be silly. Do it. We should just go I home. Know. And I feel like when Steph was like, is it okay if I just take your car really quick to run whatever? Um, Jamie was like, I could just see the fear wash over his face. And I was fine. I exactly the same thing. I was like, because his car was the one that was accessible. Yeah. yeah, he would have had to, it would have been his car. And when she's like, I'll just take your car. I was like, I just saw him. And I was like, sure. And I responded for him. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And I could just see him like, um, um. <laughs> You're going to contaminate my car. Yeah. He's been super good about just like not, he's been like a really good rule follower. He has been the enforcer of things like shelter in place. And uh, today I had to go out and run an errand. So like I went to Target and um, he was just like, do you have gloves? Do you have this? Do you have that? I'm like, I'll be okay. I'm going to wash my hands. We have a little hand sanitizer left. I'll bring it with me. Um, it's really sweet. Um, but yeah, he's been, he's been very much like holding it to, to the letter. He's like crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure we're very safe. Yeah. That's been more my role also. Cause Steph's been a little bit more nonchalant about it. I mean, she's taking it seriously, but she also, has to go to work because they were deemed essential because um, they built houses. And I guess the housing, housing shortage made them mm. essential in this time. So whatever. So she still has to go to work. So she's kind of like, I'm kind of out there anyway. And I'm like, yeah, but it's really, it's weird what your brain does when you uh, stay inside and how yes. like hermity you start to get. 
Yeah. And then like certain things like the outside world suddenly feels really dangerous and very strange. And like Mm -hmm. being around people, like when we went on the walk on Sunday and we went through the park, there were too many people in the park for me. And seriously, there were maybe like 15 people in the park. Yeah. It's really like, oh, get away from me. Happen. It's like, yeah, you get like used to it. Though there yeah. have been like, so let's talk upsides of um, shelter in place. Yeah. Um, upside for me, I'm working from home poses its own challenges, but I'm actually enjoying it. I'm enjoying being home with the dogs. Um, it has forced me into some cleaning, reorganizing. Um, It's given me design ideas because I just stare at my house all day. Um, Oh, same. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Sorry, I'm looking at how cute Fiona is. Um, Fiona. She's on my lap now. Um, So, yeah. So then I'm like, I'm looking at things and I'm like, oh, so art could maybe go there or like that needs a plant. Or you know what I mean? So that part has been kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Also watching TV. Yeah. I'm really enjoying. We watched High Fidelity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it good? It's, it's good. I Uh-oh. really just, well, I'm not a huge Nick Hornby fan. And I remember. Yeah. And I just, whether Rob is a vagina or Rob is a penis, or maybe Rob is later in the future going to be something that's in between. I don't know. I don't like Rob. I just don't like Rob. Rob's a dick. Rob is Rob is the worst. Yeah. So I found myself, like, yelling at Rob a lot. And I was like, I don't want to be mad at Zoe Kravitz right now. She's so cute. Yeah. I I think that she's way more palatable as Rob than John Cusack. Oh, yeah. Oh, and especially yeah. because it has more of an updated lens, um, whereas the movies kind of got that 90s, early aughts, problematic misogyny. Oh, that yeah. Hornby just kind of always has. So yeah. it was easier to swallow for me, um, the character being female, just because of the inherent misogyny in the character. Yeah. Um, but it was and great, I, so like great costumes. Like I love yeah, I got yeah. so many fashion ideas. I was like, Ooh, that's cute. And then the yeah. other thing, like the music was great. Like it was, I really love her brother and his like his Coke bender. <laughs> his what? His Coke bender. Like that. Oh whole. yeah. That was a fun episode. It's a really yeah. fun episode. Yeah, people, you should watch it. It's good. It's got such good music, too, I think. Mm-hmm. It's worth it yeah. just for the music alone. And the playlist is available on Spotify. And yeah. it is a rad playlist. We have put it on. I put it on while I'm puzzling, which, by the way, loving the puzzling. Really enjoying it. And it's one of those things when I get frustrated and I'm like, nope, no more puzzling for me. The good news is I can just set it aside and then I can come back to it later. Yeah, I haven't busted out my puzzle yet, I think, because I only have one, so I'm saving it for really desperate times. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I I have been um, doing a similar thing, looking around my house and kind of being like, uh, decor, I need to put this there. And I've been, like, tinkering with stuff and moving stuff around a lot. I finally started the gallery wall behind my couch Oh, sweet. Um, So there's actually things on my wall now, which has been really nice. And just kind of like making it more cozy. Um, Yeah, it's been fun. Um, I've been, what else have I been doing? Painting my nails, which I haven't done in years. Just started 
painting my nails random colors and like doing the thing where like the second it starts to chip, I replace my nail polish. Well, there's time now. There's exactly. there's time for it. I know. I the other night did like a full pedicure situation and actually like painted my toenails and I was like I chose a very springy color that I never really wear most of the year. It's like this very like mint green kind of color. Nice. And I was like, look, Jamie, it's like an Easter color. Like, I'm just, <laughs> it's like, I'm so, like, I don't know. It, it's the small things, right? Yeah, yes. totally. Pleasure right in the now. little things. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, um, I haven't started it yet, but uh, I have plans to learn how to do a perfect cat eye winged liner for hooded lids, which I have. So that's on my list. <laughs> Of makeup goals, actually. I highly recommend Katie. Is it? I don't want to say Katie Jane Hughes, the makeup artist. Okay. Uh, she has a whole thing about uh, liquid eyeliner and eyeliner for hooded lids. That is amazing. I am writing that down. I'm going to check. I'm going to check her Instagram handle while I'm talking about it so that I can make sure that in case you're listening and you've got hooded lids, which God, so many of us do. I mean, hello, yeah. it's a hooded wood, hooded world. I'm just living in it. <laughs> exactly. world. I was really trying to come up with something for that. Um, <laughs> uh, Katie Jane Hughes. So it's at K-A-T-I-E Jane Hughes, H U. Oh, no, you froze. She is a lot of fun. And she's just got, she's like a celebrity editorial makeup artist. She does a lot of tutorials. Um, a lot of her stuff, because she has hooded eyes, are for hooded eyes. And yeah, it's just, it's good. A lot of people are using this time to like play with their hair and do their makeup and try out new things. And I think that's such a fun use of time. Yeah, I think so too. Um yeah, we'll see what comes of it. I'm also trying to conserve my makeup weirdly because I'm like, I can't go out and buy more. So I'm like, while I'm going to be playing with like the weird colors that I don't like that aren't in my natural or your usual rotation. So it's uh -huh. like, why not wear red eyeliner? Yeah. Try I have it. a client who was <laughs> telling me like, that's what she's doing. She's like, I got this like giant palette for Christmas. And I'm like, when am I going to wear this color green? So she's like, that's my thing for the day is like, I'm going to try this green look, you know? And I just think that's so yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. Well, like speaking of themes though, uh, in terms of TV watching, we, I randomly stumbled on this movie from the nineties that I hadn't seen since the nineties. Um, and it happens to star Goldie Hawn. And then that got us on a Goldie Hawn kick. So nightly for three nights in a row, we've watched a Goldie Hawn movie a night. Amazing. <laughs> Okay. It's pretty fun. You watched Overboard? So the first night, which is the random movie from the 90s, was House Sitter. I don't know if you've yes. ever seen it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Becky. He built the house for Becky. Becky yes, was like, Becky. Love of his life. The beautiful house. Oh, my God, her in the dance class. I have the movie memorized. Yeah. I watched it so many times as a kid. I yeah, I hadn't there. seen it since I was a kid, and I loved it, too. And then I rewatched it, and I was like, I mean, there's things I don't love about it like Steve Martin's kind of dick but she's just fucking delightful yeah um, so that was really really fun and then and then Steph had never seen it and she's like oh this is fun and she's like I haven't seen Overboard in a lot of years and so the next night we watched Overboard 
And then last night, I had never seen Private Benjamin. So I've never seen Private that. Benjamin. Is it good? It's, um, yes. It's great because <laughs> she's so delightful. It's not what I was expecting. I'll say okay. that. Okay. I kind of expected it to be like mm, more in the army. Okay. Yeah, because all I can visualize is the cover from like walking right. down the aisles of Blockbuster video when I was a kid. And that was like one of the ones that we could, you know, it, it was like Goldie Hawn's cute little face on the front. Right. Yeah. So I, I yeah, that's the same. It's just that. Uh, visual is all that I knew about the movie. So yeah, I just sort of expected it to be one of those movies where it's like, she has a really tough time in the army and then ends up sort of like, in the end, realizing that the army was like her place where she really fit in for the first time. I don't know, you know, one of those. So I kind of expected it to be yeah. more about that. But I will say that based on the themes of the movie and kind of what happens... I really understand why it was a popular movie for women in the 80s. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, maybe, oh, I know we didn't do brand new information, and I am cheating, and I have um, Wikipedia pulled up because I was like, what, what other Goldie Hawn? And apparently she uh, received an Academy Award and Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress for her performance in Cactus Flower. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, that's on our list now because of that. I had not heard of it either. And Steph was looking up, like, now we have a whole list of, yeah, <laughs> Goldie Hawn movies to watch. So maybe we'll that's watch that one today. Comes to her. Yeah. Like, but it's funny because she won an Oscar for that. And then I think she might have been nominated for Private Benjamin and uh, I was nominated again, so... I think we might have a tiny bit of a delay because you keep freezing up on me a bit. There was just a delay. I got that. So she was nominated for Private Benjamin, and then it was like fast forward for the rest of it. Oh, yeah. Just basically that she, uh, I don't think, was ever nominated again. Oh, yeah. Because then she was doing like First Wives Club. And like, I remember First Wives Club. I've never seen that. That's become, you've never seen First Wives Club? Uh-uh. Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's so okay. good. It's Put such a, like, feminist, feel-good, Bette fucking Midler. Come God, on. I love Bette Midler. Well, okay, we're here. <sighs> I have to say something really fast, though. I love, love, love Bette Midler, and I love the movie Beaches. But I have been looking in my comedy <laughs> section on Netflix or maybe Amazon comedy movies or whatever. Beaches is a comedy. Yes! Yes! That movie is not I'm not happy about it. I am not happy about it. I'm like, what the fuck is next? They're going to put, like, Requiem for a Dream as a comedy? Like, some of the stuff that they're suggesting as a comedy, I'm like, there's nothing funny about this. Like, yeah, no, I'm the same. They're looking at it, and they're like, oh, there's music and a couple of broads. It must be hilarious. And I'm like, oh, dear. (laughs) These dames are singing. <laughs> These singing dames, they're so funny. Yeah, and I'm like, it's not funny. Even One like of the most movies of all time. 100%. Um, also, fun about not drinking, being home. It's kind of like it's going to sound like it's not fun, but it's actually good. Is 
Um, I've been like more emotive and I'm also like in the thick of the heaviest part of my period right now. So that could be part of it. But I just, I've been, so I've been doing this thing where I listen because I can't travel. So I've been trying to go back to records that I love that made me feel good, that sound or feel like a certain place. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the ones um, that reminds me so much of college in a very, very is uh, Jeff Buckley's Grace. So I've been listening to it a lot. And I haven't listened. Yeah, right? Oh, he's Mm -hmm. he's such a, uh, he's a dream. I mean, he looks like a dream. He sounds like a dream. Based on what I've read about him, probably terribly emotional boyfriend who needs a lot from you. And anyway, that's not this podcast. That's another (laughs) podcast. Um, But yeah, so I started listening to it. And... I started to, I was just like making dinner. This was earlier and I had in headphones because Jamie was working and I started like getting tearful, like listening to it. And it was just so nice for my emotions to kind of be like on the surface. Um, and feel like somehow, I don't know if it's like the, uh, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the mental clarity or what, but I've noticed like, I'm just a little more in touch with how I feel. That's, yeah, I think that, you know, alcohol helps kind of like mask all of those like intense emotions. So without it, yeah, it makes perfect sense that they would be kind of, you know, coming more to the surface or being more like heightened or attuned or, you know, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like you're just kind of like numbing it. It's numbing a little, right? Of course. But then the other piece is, I feel like when you're going through something that is inherently kind of difficult that you kind of have to compartmentalize, like you can't, you like, just like with grief, which is like basically what all of us are experiencing right now. Like you can't walk around like crying hysterically. Like you, you have to, at a certain point, like compartmentalize it. Like you have to, you have to put it somewhere. Um, And so I feel like it, the emotion coming out in small places like that is almost like indicative of like, this is sad. This is something that's like upsetting and I need to get this out that I'm sad maybe because I am sad. I don't want this to be happening in the world. And like that kind of the way I'm like, it's like volcano blowing off steam a little bit, you know, like just little, little sonic shifts that are like, oh, I I cried while making dinner and listening to Jeff Buckley because, like, maybe there's a lot going on and I just needed to, like, cry for a little bit. And not even, like, a weeping session, which, oh, my God, I should just watch Beaches if I need that. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. But it was more just, like, it brought tears to my eyes. And I was like, oh, well, this is delightful. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it is good to have sort of an emotional release that doesn't necessarily have to be about like you mining your own life for it, you know? Yes, 100%. Yeah. I can feel really, really good and, and, and cathartic without, um, kind of the residual devastating effects, I guess, you know, yeah. of like, it'd like be like, Oh, now I'm facing this horrible thing in my life and I'm allowing myself to sob about it. And like, yeah, totally. And it, yeah. it's like one cry session morphs into another one. That's my favorite kind of crying. It's like when you start, totally. like, it's like surface level crying. 
it's like you think it's about like something like you're just like oh my god beaches is so sad and then you start to weep and you're like and my mom shouldn't have said that shit last week you know what I mean or then, and then you're like my boss is being an asshole and like it's just like once the floodgates are open right like it just all comes out and it's like the perfect excuse to emote it's like well I'm here you know it's yeah. like that phrase we're here, we might as well. Like, it's like that kind of crying. It's like, well, I'm crying. You know? <laughs> yeah, I've started. I might as well just I've, continue for various yeah. other reasons. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. the very foundation on which I was crying in the first place. Exactly. Um, it's funny because I, you know, oh no, the cats are trying to get out. You can't do that. I'm sorry. Um, she just like bats at the doorknob, like she can unlock it. And I'm like, that's really cute that you think that you can open a door, but you don't have opposable thumbs. <laughs> anyway. She's um, going to keep yeah. trying. One of these days, man, she's just going to get that it, lock. Probably. She's pretty smart. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think just um, thinking about like at home projects and people were talking about um, they're like cooking a lot and stuff, mm -hmm. which I have been doing too, of course. Um, no, we're not eating out and all that. Um, but I was like, oh, yeah, for some reason. Oh, because we watched it the other night. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place right now. But Julia and Julia and Julia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mind. yeah. You know yeah, how she like. Uh, Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how she cooks her way through that. Um, the Julia child. Um, the French one, right? French, like the. Yeah. The home French chef, the French chef, I don't know, whatever it's called. Yeah. People are going to be screaming at us like, it's called this. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, good, thank you. We can't hear you. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you know everything. Um, yeah. Congratulations on your knowledge of cookbooks. <laughs> but I remember people kind of either doing that challenge or doing similar challenges when either that book or that movie came out. Mm-hmm. And so then I started thinking, like, what the hell would mine be? Mm. And I think I landed on one. I would like to know yours if you can come up with one, too. Um, but I'll tell you mine, and you tell me what you think. Okay. So it's sort of because, like, she's, she's not really a chef, right? And she doesn't really know that much about cooking. And she also, yeah, I, I guess that's pretty much, we'll start there. Okay. So I know nothing about music. So you saying that you've been listening to records and stuff like brought this to mind also because uh, I grew up in a household where we didn't really listen to a lot of music and it was like pretty limited. Um, you know, I, I just didn't have those parents who were like, I, you know, have like this amazing record collection and I'm going to teach you all about sure. you know, the bands that you should know about legitimately. Like I didn't know who the Beatles were until I was like well into high school. Um, so sort of that <laughs> stuff. So I have yeah. like this huge musical gap in my knowledge. Mm -hmm. I also really do not like smoking weed. Okay. I find weed to be not fun. Okay. But it's something that I, I see other people enjoy and I want to enjoy it as much as they do. And also I want to enjoy certain types of music as much as people enjoy these types of music. So I thought... I should get high. This would be my, my Julie Julia project. Get high and listen to classic I'm loving everything I'm hearing. Albums and like diary about it or like write about it. Like write, write my way through 
like I'll have to figure out which albums I should start with or, you know, have. And then like maybe every week or whatever, I'll have a night where I just get high, listen to an album from start to finish and like write about my feelings. Okay. I love this. And also I want to help you on this journey because (laughs) I think that we now live in a world where you can choose certain varietals of weed. And then depending on the kind of high you want, I could recommend a classic album for you to listen to. Like for example, yeah. So, and like your wife would probably be obsessed with that too. Like, and Mm -hmm. Jamie, basically we all want to help. I know that (laughs) Um, because it's like, it's like a forte. Like I'm now excited. Um, for this imaginary project. Um, but yeah, you could like choose different varietals, even if you did just something really mild. Um, I've been smoking more weed lately and I've just been like using my husband's advice where I'm like, you can always take more, but you can't take less Mm -hmm. when it comes to drugs. So like, um, not that weed is like a drug, but it's true of everything. You can always take more later, but you can't subtract. So, um, I always start with just one hit always. And then I, now like I give myself time and nine out of 10 times, like I'm like, this is good. Like more seems like it might, unless I want to get like silly giggly, but like, this is perfect for like watching a movie, putting on music, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I would say small, small, small dose. And then depending on the kind Mm -hmm. of weed you get choosing an album that kind of corresponds with the kind of high that it's supposed to give you. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I didn't really think about trying to find like strains or varieties of weed to like match the vibe of an album, but that is a really good idea. Yeah. And then in some ways it'll be like, maybe I'll take a gummy or an edible and like, maybe I'll smoke it. I don't know. Yeah. But definitely because weed affects me um, pretty strongly, which is maybe one of the reasons that I've never really vibed with it. Um, but yeah, definitely starting small and little and then just kind of seeing where it takes me. Yeah. But that's my Julie Julia. <laughs> Into it. That's really good. So, okay. So explain to me the parameters of this Julie Julia. Like, is it, ju- I mean, not the movie itself, but just this like challenge. So is the challenge to embark on something that you don't know, but that you want to learn? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Either that or just something that like has always kind of just been a mystery to you or something that you just like, it's not your normal like comfort zone wheelhouse. Like you're pushing yourself, like you're pushing yourself to do something that you wouldn't just sit down and be like, yeah, I'm just going to do that today. Like for me, it's, but, but that you think it won't be torture for you, you know, it's like, like still going to be enjoyable. You hope that you end up in an enjoyable space while challenging yourself. And mine is, I just really want to learn about music and I really want to learn to enjoy weed in a, uh, you know, responsible, but you know, social way, social way. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Or even just like a mind way where I can like get into a headspace because I think it's so heady for me. And then I get so anxious and then I get too much in my head. And that's why I feel like listening to an album start to finish would be the perfect activity for smoking weed and trying to learn to enjoy it. Cause all you're doing is just listening to music and you can let your kind of mind wander. But if you need to, you can focus on the lyrics or like, I don't know. I don't know. There are a couple outs. Like you have options. Right. Yeah. Okay. Into it. Yeah. Okay. I need to think about that. I mean, like the thing, cause you're like, it's a mystery to you, but doing it isn't dreadful. That's where I get tripped up because there are so many things where I'm like, Yes, that is a mystery to me. And then the idea of doing it, I'm like, no, 
So I have, I have to like think of something that I'm like, no, I would actually be curious to know more about that. Oh, you know what I should do? I should watch all those stupid fucking boy, boy films that are <laughs> classics because I love cinema and I love talking about movies. And I, I feel like my knowledge is greatly impaired because like, I get frustrated when people are like, you know, they start talking about like Jean-Luc Godard being like this brilliant. And I'm like, well, like, have you, do you know about how he treated his actresses on set? You know, like I become that person. So I need to maybe like watch some, like, or for example, I fucking love Gina Rowlands. I love her hair when she, uh, I want to age like Gina Rowlands. Like, so I need to watch old Cassavetes movies, even though he's the worst. I don't know. Peter Falk is in some of his movies. Like he's, I do like Peter Falk. I do too. And I feel like I like Casavetti's. Like I think I saw one a long time ago. You know what Jamie probably wishes my answer to this was is to watch the fucking wire. Oh, see, I started that um because I also am a person who's never watched it. And so yeah, we started it. Um I know. I, I, yeah. Here's the, here's the thing into it 100%. I liked it. It just, I understand because so many people have talked about it for so long, like where it's going. And I, I've always been like, because of my job and the social work stuff, um, when I worked for the hospital, I was like, I just, and nonprofits in the past, whatever. I'm like, I've seen systemic breakdowns happen. And I've always worked in industries where like nothing got done because of corruption and bureaucracy and those kind of things. And I'm like, I'm not going to go home and unwind with a show about like the things that challenge me about the very fucking job that I have, you know? So yeah, totally. And I, I feel like it's just one of those slow burn shows too, where like, it's probably really more engaging once you're enveloped in the story and you're, I mean, obviously like any show, but there are some shows where they really function this way, where you kind of need to be invested in the characters in a certain way, because not that many people are likable or you don't know where they stand at first. And so you kind of have to like go down the path with them a bit. And I just don't know if I can commit to get there. I just don't yeah. know if I can. Yeah. And I, it, it's funny because there, I still remember, cause I've started the first season a couple of times. I'm like, there are characters like I'm still interested in, like Stringer Bell, Abby. And then like um there are just other characters that I'm curious about, like what happens to them. But I don't know. And then I'm also like, is it just that I'm like a rebellious teenager because my husband wants me to watch this so bad that my oppositional defiance is like, well, I don't want to watch it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, am I just railing against it? And also like, am I being contrarian because everyone loves it and I'm putting up you know, defenses. Is that, is that what's happening? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I don't know though. I mean, there, there may also have been like a cultural moment where it was just like resonating more at the time that it aired or something. I don't know. Like, I think that not every show is going to stand the test of time. Yes. I don't know. Oh, 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 but people will kill me because that's probably a classic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it just, you don't have to like everything, right? That's I mean, true. and some things are just, you know, no shame. I mean, here we are circling back. I mean, we did the the episode with Jamie and 
stuff where we talked about, you know, questionable taste and having shame around things you're embarrassed of. I mean, there are things that, you know, we talked about, like that everybody likes that you're just like, it's just doesn't resonate with me for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. And, you know, uh, also I, I, sometimes I feel, yeah. Like, am I just like missing something? Am I not like, Am I just too much in a phase where I just want easy entertainment? And so anything that's a little bit more challenging, I'm just not willing to go down the road with. And, you know, maybe it might be my mood. It might just be, you know, that I've grown out of overthinking certain <laughs> aspects of uh, entertainment. I don't know. Like, for yeah. instance, I have, it, like, I, I have so many freaking books that I want to reread or some on my shelf that I've never read. And I'm looking around at them and I'm like, oh, I have all this time now stuck at home, whatever. And I'm just like, Ugh, I just kind of want not lighthearted, but just really immersive, but easy reads. Right. So yeah. I've started rereading um, Aaron Morgenstern's Night Circus. Have you ever oh, read it? No. Yeah, I mean, it's by no means high literature, but it's also really transporting because there's magic and, you know, it's just, it's not highbrow by any means, but I, I've just been really enjoying it and enjoying kind of reading stuff like that because it's just, you know, it helps you get out of your space and into the realm of imagination, but not in this way that's like... <laughs> <laughs> horrifying or that you're going to have to start like overthinking life and getting really existential. <laughs> it's funny that you are bringing up literature because, um, I, when you were talking about the Julie Julia challenge, I was like, I should just read fucking Hemingway. Um, because that's another uh -huh. one where I'm like, and I have preconceived notions and I feel like again, um, you know, it would, it would do me good. If you, if you, okay with it. I'd like to read something that my, um, uh, brother and sister-in-law sent that is just a delight. Um, so speaking of Hemingway, this is taken Getting from up really a letter, but I'm listening. Okay. Uh, this is taken from a letter from F Scott Fitzgerald, who was quarantined in 1920 in the South of France during this Spanish influenza outbreak. Dearest Rosemary, it was a limpid dreary day hung as in a basket from a single dull star. I thank you for your letter. Outside, I perceive what may be a collection of falling leaves tussling against a trash can. It rings like jazz to my ears. The streets are that empty. It seems as though the bulk of the city has retreated to their quarters, rightfully so. At this time, it seems poignant to avo avoid all public spaces, even the bars, as I told Hemingway. But to that, he punched me in the stomach, to which I asked if he had washed his hands. He hadn't. He is much the denier, that one. Why, he considers the virus to just be influenza. I'm curious of his sources. The officials have alerted us to ensure we have a month's worth of necessities. Zelda and I have stocked up on red wine, whiskey, rum, vermouth, absinthe, white wine, sherry, gin, and Lord, if we need it, brandy. Please pray for us. You should see the square. Oh, it's terrible. I weep for the damned eventualities this future brings. The long afternoons rolling forward slowly on the ever bottomless highball. Z says it's no excuse to drink, but I just can't seem to steady my hand. And the distance, 
From the brooding perch, the shoreline is cloaked in a dull haze, where I can discern an unremitting penance. Bend this way for a long, long while. And yet, among the cracked cloud line of an evening cast, I focus on a single strain of light, calling me forth to believe in a better morrow. Faithfully yours, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Wow. M motherfucker could write. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's true. He definitely Very could. Uh, very poignant. My brother, uh, Jamie's brother and sister-in-law sent this. Hemingway made me think of it. Um, there are a couple things I like in here. I like their stock of um, all of the alcohol. And then he's like, Lord, if we need it, Brandy. <laughs> God, if we must. I also just love how it paints Hemingway exactly as I see him. As yeah. like this guy who he's like, all the bars are going to close. And he's like, ha, like punches him in the stomach. And he's like, have you washed your hands? He's like, it's just the flu. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so yeah, yeah. that tracks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what's the most Hemingway? Um, but yeah. Um, I, so anyway, yeah, that was kind of a segue, but it was really lovely. And it was also like a reminder when I got it, like, oh, people have been through this before people have survived. People have been quarantined. Um, it made me miss good old fashioned letter writing as well. Yeah. That's something that I've actually been thinking about a lot recently. Um, just, oh, cause I was thinking about, um, maybe like writing to my niece, um, because I don't know, I just thought it would be nice, but then I was like, she's 11 and will she think that this is just like super lame? And also, will she be, if I write in cursive, will she be able to read it? Because <laughs> you know how they're not teaching it anymore. I think she probably will be able to read it. I don't know about the youths. Yeah. You should open with, during the pandemic, Lily and I, or Stephanie and I have stocked up on whiskey, rum, white wine, <laughs> vermouth, and Lord, if we need it, Brandy. <laughs> Do you want to know something hilarious? So the other night, uh, I think that she didn't want to open another bottle. We were we were having some wine and we had finished like a bottle of white. I mean, we had finished the bottle, not drank the whole bottle, but it had been opened, whatever. Anywho. So, uh, you know, I was done with my wine and I was done drinking for the night and <laughs> Steph comes over and, and uh, she's drinking something that kind of looks like rosé. And I was like, what? Are you, we don't have rosé. Like, what are you drinking? She's like, oh, it's sherry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like lord if we need it sherry and lord if we need it sherry <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i was just like why are you drinking sherry like what is happening it's vacation quarantine cation alcohol sherry <laughs> brandy uh, uh, yeah uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, did you see that picture? Who sent that picture? It was one of our friends of like the Spanish influenza with, I don't know if it's real or the cat was also wearing a mask. Was that no. Photoshop? I don't know. I haven't, I didn't, I'm so behind on that group text thread. I haven't looked at uh, it all day. So there's this like photo of, a, it's like a family portrait and every single person in the family is wearing like a mask because it was like during the Spanish influenza and one of the family members is holding a cat and the cat is also wearing a mask and I was like, Aww. this cannot be a real photo. Like, 
it can't be real, but whoever made it is very clever. That is so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that would be a fun internet dive is to look at like Spanish influenza writings, photographs, etc. I mean, that might put me in a total place of gratitude of being like, I am so grateful we have the technology that we have and that we're in the place that we are and that we know. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I can't imagine because it's, it's even though this is difficult and I don't love this form of communication, at least we can see each other's faces and, you know, it kind of staves off that really isolation feeling where, you know, yeah, you just would not hear somebody's voice if you lived alone or, you know, letters yeah. that might take like weeks to arrive or, you know, it's the immediacy in the um, the technology that we have is definitely a blessing in this yeah. situation. Absolutely. And even the fact that we can continue our podcasts, even though I know. <laughs> we can't actually physically be in the same space. I know we did. I feel like um, it's pretty amazing that we have recorded two weeks in a row. I know. What episode is this? 11. Do I ask you that every episode? I don't know. I feel like I always wonder, but I never ask. Or maybe I do always ask and I always forget. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thanks for for listening, if you're listening. Um, Yeah. Hope you're doing okay. Hanging in there. Yeah, and I hope that, you know, in some small way, this podcast is helping you get through some um, boredom or some, you know, downtime. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I mean, if you made it to the end, maybe you fell asleep. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because there have been some technical difficulties. Um, But yeah, thanks for bearing with us. Thanks for coming along on this uh, journey of gal talk. Um, Yeah, thanks for just like hanging out as we just, you know, have a conversation. Shoot the shit, as they say. Yeah, I mean... I think that one of the things that we're hoping for is that we do just feel like your friends who are having a conversation with you and, um, you know, it's just kind of the vibe I want to go for. Yeah. I'm here for it as well. That's the highest form of praise that we've gotten is when someone tells us, and we've heard this a couple of times that they're like it, especially friends who don't live near anymore. I've been like, when I miss you, I get to listen to this and it feels like hanging out with you, which is, which is really nice. Yeah. That's super rad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can, you can reach out to us on social media if you want. We're mm-hmm. at shame pod. And you can uh, also write us emails. It's shamepod at gmail.com. Yeah, I, I mean, write us a F. Scott Fitzgerald Spanish influenza style letter where you simply tell us what you've stocked up on. I mean, since I'm not drinking, we do have a ton of alcohol in my house because husband, but <laughs> we also have really fun gummies and edibles and um, yeah. And then. Ooh, and if you have strains of weed suggestions and album suggestions for my Julia Julie. Julie Julia project, please send them my way. Yeah. And if you know a really misogynistic, especially <laughs> foreign male directors, like I know, I know Polanski's on the list, but um, 
I'm definitely into watching some movies, especially like cinema classics. Like I love film, so. Mm. Or alternatively, not to uh, change up your whole your whole project, but maybe like lesser known female directors. Yeah, as soon as, you know, we started just now talking about it, I was like, why am I doing this? Because I was <laughs> supposed to hate it. But I am curious about it. Like, I do need to see the classics. But yeah. yes, that, that would be something I would be, like, super down with. Like, in fact, I'm like, I should be doing that already. I yeah, mean. and then, like, you know, maybe, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, because, like, here's my, like, love of school and being a fucking nerd comes out. I was like, you could compare them of, like, uh, you know, similar time periods like uh directors working and like the men who kind of got way more famous than the female directors who were working in that time and then like kind yeah, of compare and contrast yeah and and just sort of be like the women who should have gotten way more attention but didn't for whatever reason well whatever reason is patriarchy uh, <laughs> but didn't you know yeah. and sort of uh yeah and i wonder too if there are any movies out there i just don't know enough about it where somebody was like pulling heavily from some like lesser known female directors and then just getting all of the credit oh, for sure. like, yeah, I bet there's a whole, like, I bet there are books upon books upon books Probably. about these, like, just like with, um, uh, literature and art and visual art and like so many other mediums where a woman had an idea in a room and everyone was like, I'm sorry. Sorry, Gary, did you say something? Oh, <laughs> Gary. Idea? Gary. Uh, with Gary, always, always with the, the stealing of the ideas. I Too mean, much. well, he is a genius, though, so he does deserve it, that Gary. I know. I thought I heard somebody say it, uh, but it certainly wasn't um, Marsha. It, it might have been uh, Brad. That's that <laughs> at first. But, but we give Gary the credit. Marsha, Brad, and Gary. Yeah. <laughs> True Hollywood. All roads lead to Gary. All roads lead to Gary. Give it up. Give it up, yeah. Gary. Um, yeah, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, uh, and we'll be back next week, um, barring any yeah. unforeseen circumstances. I don't know what those would even be, because right now all I do is wear pajama pants and sometimes a nice top, depending on how I feel. Because no one can see me from the waist down. I like that you and I are both in oversized cardigans right now. So cozy. I also have a scrunchie in my hair. Um, I have a weird 80s clip. Nice. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. And Thank you. See you see next week. See you next Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.